My name is Dr. Lise DeGeer, and I was once the most unfortunate girl you could have ever seen. Now, 50 years later, I have a beautiful life. How did I get here? And how could you? I was burned in a fire when I was four years old. My family went on vacation, and it was our first night there. We were standing out on the beautiful porch overlooking Lake Winnipesaukee, my mother, my father, my brother Mark, and me. My father and my brother stayed on one side of the porch, and my mother and I were on the other. This porch was surrounded by a crisscross fence, and it had one exit off the porch that led down to the beautiful Lake Winnipesaukee. It was dinner time, and my mother decided she would cook us a barbecue dinner. To light the charcoal grill, she poked around the house to see whether she could find any lighter fluid. And she found a can of something she thought was lighter fluid, but it turns out, sadly, that it was not. My mother took the lighter fluid and poured it all over the charcoals and attempted to light it. It didn't light, or so she thought, because there was, in fact, a tiny little flame that had started among those charcoals. Undeterred, my mother took the lighter fluid and poured it back over the charcoal. And at that moment, that tiny little flame shot back up into the can of what she thought was lighter fluid and exploded all over my mother and myself suddenly. We were trapped behind this wall of flame, my mother and I. My mother, God rest her soul, took one look at this situation and realized that the only way for her to survive was to run through the fire and into the lake. And that is what she did. And she left me in that fire. I was four years old, trapped behind this wall of flame on fire myself. I backed into the fence and stayed there, terrified. My father saw me through the wall of flame. He hopped over his side of the fence and he ran around behind me, just reaching up. He could just barely reach me and he grabbed me by my shorts and he pulled me through the crisscross fence, carried me down to the lake where I was saved. After this fire, I was left with scars that crisscrossed my entire little body. My lower lip was destroyed, my chin was destroyed, my neck was destroyed, and my face was essentially fused to my chest. My arms, my upper arms were fused to my torso, and I had bright red and purple scars on two-thirds of my body. At this time, when I was burned in 1967, it was incredibly rare to survive this extent of an injury. But it just so happened that the fire took place pretty near Massachusetts General Hospital, which was the best burns hospital in the whole country and possibly in the whole world. And so I was taken there. Me and my mother were taken there and we were saved. I had uh, by now uh, over 60 surgical procedures. My neck was rebuilt, my chin, my lip. My arms were released from my torso, and I have had countless skin grafts. I say countless because, in fact, no one actually counted the surgeries that I had. I did most of these surgeries alone in the hospital. Back in the day, it was not common, really, for families to spend all their time with their child who was in the hospital. 
But my family perhaps took that to the extreme. My mother refused to visit me in the beginning of my hospitalization. She was burned too, but not nearly as bad as I, and her life was not in danger. Still, she refused to come see me, saying just, poor Elise, poor Elise. And my father eventually gave up trying to get her to come. My father would come up and visit every, other, every weekend, but mostly I was alone. When I was not in the hospital, undergoing all these reconstructive surgeries, I lived a very precarious life at home. I was bullied and taunted by children in the neighborhood. I will say that the children who knew me were always very nice, but the children who didn't know me were awful. They would yell, ugly girl, in my face and go, yuck, and as they ran past me, I was not invited to parties. I was stared at every day. My family was loving, but highly dysfunctional. My parents were um, quite self-absorbed people, very uh, preoccupied with their own needs. And although they definitely meant well, they were not able to take good care of me and my brother. Uh, Both my brother and I were emotionally neglected, and um, there was tremendous damage done. By the time I left home to go to college, um, my brother had killed himself. And subsequent to that, there were three more family suicides uh, between my, my brother, my stepsister, my stepfather, and eventually my mother. So all of this, obviously, is a tremendous amount of trauma that I endured as a child and as a young woman. So how is it that I now am leading an incredibly beautiful life? I will say that um, although my family was incredibly dysfunctional, I always had a lot of love in my life between my grandparents and my brother and friends. I had a lot of help, a lot of good people stepped in to um, assist me and encourage me. In addition, I was born with a naturally cheerful and optimistic disposition, which has always helped me not to wallow in what I was going through, but to always try to think, well, it'll get better. It'll get better. I worked very hard, and I had a lot of really good therapy. Now, I am a clinical psychologist um, in independent practice. I am a wife, a mother, um, a devoted friend, and the author of my memoir, Flashback Girl, Lessons on Resilience from a Burn Survivor. I wrote this book. It is my life story and my memoir. It is the story of everything that I went through. And my purpose in writing it is to reach as many people as I possibly can. I have a compelling message that I think is very timely right now. And my message is that life can be brutal and often is actually but we can overcome. You too can be the most unfortunate person you know, and you too can still build a beautiful life despite all that. What I did, you can do too. That is the message of my book, Have Hope, Keep Going.
What I think I have learned from my story is that many people are suffering. It has been very interesting to me since I released my book, the letters and the emails and the calls that I have been getting. So many people have gone through trauma. So many people have had dysfunctional parents who didn't take care of them well. And so many people have also had grievous loss. My story might be extra dramatic, but it is not unusual in some ways because life actually can be quite brutal. Particularly this year, in 2020, I find this to be a very unusual year because I think everybody in the country is in pain in one way or the other, whether it is pain from the social isolation, pain from the coronavirus, pain from losing someone to the virus, pain from economic loss, pain from the racial divide, and pain from the divide that is in our country right now. I think all of us right now are going through a very difficult year. So that is what I've learned from sharing my story, is that suffering is universal, and particularly right now. My biggest dream is that my story can spread far and wide. I am attempting to uh, share my book, Flashback Girl Lessons on Resilience from a Burn Survivor. I am attempting to share this book across the country and around the world. I am hoping to use my difficult life story to comfort people who are also in pain. I also hope to reach as many people as possible to inspire people to keep going themselves. Again, life can be brutal, but you too can be the most unfortunate person you ever know and still build a beautiful life. Thank you, and all the best to all of you. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time. 